topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Hello and welcome once again to the 5-0 Info Show. This is Lieutenant Vince Lewis coming to you from the Phoenix Police Department Public Affairs Bureau at 620 West Washington, 7th Avenue, Washington, downtown. I'm joined by Sergeant Robert Shearer. Hello, sir. How are you? Good. Thanks. Good. Good. Rob's one of our PIOs, our public information officers here. Uh, I've got, I brought a special guest to talk. Uh, one of my uh, oldest and dearest uh, cohorts on the department, Lieutenant Karen Hudson, who is with the Property Crimes Bureau. Hello and welcome, Karen. Hi, Mintz. How are you? Good. Um, so uh, what we're going to talk about today is not only the, everything that you do, uh, but specifically about animal crimes. Um, obviously, it's a, it's a topic that's not only seasonal, but because of the heat, but it's kind of something that we deal with all the time. It's not necessarily one of the first things you think of, you know, maybe outside of cats and trees and so forth. But, um, you know, we, we do have specially trained officers who uh, put their focus on just the animal crimes. Is that correct? Yes, we do. We have liaison officers in every precinct in the city. Unfortunately, we don't have any specific animal crimes detectives because of manpower shortage and going back to the street to go to patrol. But recently we did. Yes, we did. So the uh, types of calls for service that we would get that we would typically send an animal crimes detective on when we had them, uh, what were those types of calls like? Uh, cruelty to animals, um, leaving a dog tethered um, in excessive heat. Uh, and the Arizona Humane Society also responds to those kind of crimes. And we do have um, animal care and control with Maricopa County that also responds. So whose jurisdiction or whose responsibility is what? So basically, where does the police work end and the work for the Humane Society begin? Okay, the Humane Society will come out when there's cruelty or abuse to an animal, uh, such as um, somebody hurting an animal or um, tying it up excessively, um, having it continuously bark and beating it because they think it needs to just be quiet. Uh, The Humane Society will come in if an animal is found dead, uh, say a person injured their animal to the extent that it dies. Um, the Humane Society will come in and do what we call a necropsy, which is an autopsy on an animal. And they will determine how the animal passed. Interesting. Okay, great. So um, the, the Humane Society, they're not police officers, right? Do they have any kind of enforcement capability? No, they don't. That is where they call us. When we come in, we have the capabilities of seizing an animal and doing search warrants to get animals out of the home. Uh, a lot of times they'll call us out to assist, to, to be present, so that we can get compliance from an owner um, that is not wanting to talk to them about what has happened with their animal. A lot of people are resistant to that. But we've had a longstanding partnership with the Humane Society, correct? Yes, yes, for sure. And then to talk about our relationship with the Maricopa County Animal Care and Control. Okay, so Animal Care and Control, um, they do a separate job. They are in charge of registration on animals. Um, If an animal bites a person, they will come out. If an animal is at large running the streets, they will come out and try to find that animal and take it back to their facility to find out who it belongs to, if it belongs to anyone. All right. Boss, I know you mentioned, obviously, personnel issues is something that is throughout each, each law enforcement agency out there. 
with some of the the struggles that Phoenix has had and some of the detectives in your guys's world going back to patrol, um, you mentioned this liaison program that we have. Um, what kind of training do they go through, and how do they assist your unit? You know, from the patrol world and helping you guys cope with some of the cases because the cases aren't going to stop coming in. Obviously, lighter personnel. How does that How does that type of program help you guys out? Um, like I said, it's called the Animal Liaison Program, and we've got uh, certain people in each precinct that have the uh, expertise or or the love of animals, and they want to help. So they're there to help the other officers in their precinct to deal with. Uh, animal crimes, because not every officer is trained specifically on that. So they have a little bit more training on uh, what types of crimes and uh, how they prosecute those crimes and how they can assist the uh, Humane Society when they come out, because they do a lot of the the background work, like finding out how the animal was injured. They house the animals when we seize them. And um, they just have extra training that we provide and also Humane Society provides to them to assist them in animal type crimes because they're very specific. Right. So with obviously, and obviously there's another kind of dynamic to this Um, in law enforcement, we see a ton of things, but there's something about animals that for those animal lovers that, that get to you. um, How do these officers go through some of these things that they'll have to see? I mean, it's one thing to see, see some of the stuff we've all seen on the street, but us animal lovers going out to see some of this, you know, an animal is always, you know, they're, they have to be taken care of. And when they're not, it's got to be really tough for your, your investigators, not only to manage and deal with, but um, to really push through a lot of the case. Yeah. Like you said, that is difficult. It's not like seeing humans injured. Something about animals just uh, pulls at your heart and they're innocent. So it is difficult to deal with. And that's why it takes a special person to be an animal liaison officer. Uh, Not everybody can deal with that. Not everybody wants to see it. So it is difficult to go out and deal with that kind of thing because we do have a variety of animal crimes that most officers have never even dealt with. So when they do come across that, it is nice to have that resource within the precinct, say, to have somebody else come out and deal with that so they don't have to because it is difficult. How how far and how serious are we going to take these investigations? How far are we going to take them? I don't want to minimize it because a lot of people think, well, humans are humans and animals are animals. But how serious do we take these cases and how far do we sometimes take them? We take them seriously because a lot of times people will start with animals before they get more serious and move on to people crimes or heavier property crimes. Um, they see how far they can go with the animals and see how much they can push them and see how much they can get away with. But we do have detectives that are they work alongside with our Humane Society and how to prosecute these crimes. We do take them to court. Um, if they're hurting an animal, we are going to go after them. It's, we're just as passionate about these crimes as we are people crimes. So we are going to take them to the full extent if somebody is injuring or hurting an animal. Okay. So I want to believe that the most severe crimes don't happen as often as the other ones, but let's just say I'm at home and I have this an excessively barking dog living next door to me. And maybe I, maybe I'm less likely to call, but I get to the point where I want to call. Can you just kind of walk me through as a citizen, who, where do I start and what's most likely going to happen? Well, when you call, an officer is going to come out and they're going to speak to you first as the citizen who is making the complaint, um, gather all the information that they have. Then they're going to assess the situation, um, see if the animal has water, uh, see if the animal has food, see if they have shelter. These are all things that are considered um, when looking at why an animal is barking like that. 
um, are they upset because they can't get in the house and they have no shelter and it's 115 degrees out? Or are they very hungry or is their owner on vacation? So once we assess all that information, we'll knock on the door of the owner of the animal and see if we can make contact with them. At first, it is an educational contact. We try to just educate them on what they need to do for their barking dog. Hey, this is a nuisance. Your neighbor is calling. We don't disclose the information of who the neighbor is if they don't want that disclosed. Um, The second offense, then they can get a citation, um, and then it can go further from there. We also have another uh, resource for people. Uh, We have this on our website. It's the My Phoenix 311 which is a form that people can fill out if they don't feel comfortable calling the police. And there's questions in there about the offense of the whatever the animal is doing, if the animal is barking or if they see an animal that is tethered, which means they're tied up, um, tied up by um, a rope or a leash, and that leash has to be at least 10 feet in distance, and it has to be able to let the animal uh, move around freely. They have to have shelter. Like I said before, they have to have food and they have to have access to water. So if those things are missing, then those people can fill out this form. It gets routed to either Humane Society or the police department, or it will go to Animal Care and Control with Maricopa County. So it's just another resource. Okay. What about loose animals? What about loose dogs that are just, I see a dog and it looks like maybe it belongs in a home somewhere, you know, in an actual house. It's, It's not a coyote. It's not a you know, a a random street dog. But if I think it might be owned by somebody, I see it out there. uh, What should I do? Uh, You can call the the police department, the non-emergency number, and the police will come out and see if they can find the animal for one and uh, try to obtain the animal. If they can't, then the officer will call the um, Maricopa County Animal Care and Control, and they will come out at some point and try to locate that animal. Um, again, our animal liaison officers do have tools to help gather animals like that to be able to uh, grab a hold of them from a distance so that they are not bitten, if that might be a concern. But yeah. they can well, start with PD. So let's say I take it upon myself and I shouldn't do this, but if I get close enough and I do get bit, what then? Then that's another, I mean, obvious call. We we would want to hear about that. That's a 911. Um, we would come out and Police would take a report, and animal care and control would come out and most likely impound the animal. Now, boss, I know it was it was mentioned. Um, we're going into these summer months. We're hitting a hundred. We're here to stay. Um, it seems obvious. It, it should be clear to most people: owners of dogs, owners of animals. But what are some things that come into it? obvious in nature. Right. Uh, One thing that comes to mind is not taking your dog out for walks in excessive heat like that or on hikes because that's very dangerous. Um, Their feet are very sensitive. And when they're walking on that, it's, it's a lot more sensitive than when we're walking on it with shoes on. So a lot of people will put shoes on their dog, but it is still very, very hot. Um, they need water. If their dog is panting, then obviously that's a way of sweating for an animal. So that's not a good idea to take them out on a walk. Um, leaving them outside is not recommended. Leaving them in a car, definitely not recommended. It's so much hotter and it heats up so quickly in a vehicle 
that an, if an officer is called out to something like that, it's much like a baby where they will break your window and to get access to your dog to make sure that your dog does not die in that hot car. And we know that there's a Good Samaritan clause that protects anybody who, once they call, at least if they see an animal in a vehicle and it's in distress in the heat, they can get the 911 process rolling, take action, and as long as they're sticking around waiting for first responders to arrive, they've done what they needed to to, to save that animal's life, correct? Yes, that is correct. All right. So we're talking about animal crimes. Uh, Lieutenant Hudson, this goes far beyond just dogs. I know that's probably, and and cats, those are the first two that really pop into other people's minds. But aren't there other crimes involving other animals that are investigated regularly? Oh, for sure. There, a lot of times people hoard animals. We do go to hoarding quite a bit where uh, people are breeding rabbits. And we go to facilities that have overcrowding of rabbits or other rodent animals. Um, We have crimes involving um, roosters that fight. We've been to those. Uh, Cats. I mean, cruelty to any kind of animal, anything that people are doing to animals that's cruel and unusual, then we're going to go and investigate that alongside with uh, the Arizona Humane Society. Great. Um, Anything else you'd like us to know about uh, animal crimes or investigations or who to call in certain circumstances? You're always free to call our our nine one one or our non emergency to get an officer out. Uh, if you have questions, um, you can call at any time, and we would be out there. Uh, we have investigators that are available uh, Monday through Friday. We also have people who are on standby on call on the weekends. So if there are questions, we can get questions uh, to us from patrol if they have questions when they go out to a call that someone has called on. Perfect. And then you can also call 911 or you can also call Silent Witness and remain anonymous. That's that 1-800-SILENT-WITNESS or for Spanish uh, 480. Uh, I'm sorry, the number is 480-WITNESS or for Spanish uh, t- uh, 480 Testigo. 480. Thank you, Sarge. Yes. <laughs> so I want to thank you, uh, Lieutenant Hudson, for uh, giving us that knowledge. And I also want to thank you, Sergeant Sheriff, for thank being you. here with me. Uh, I'd like to thank you, the listener. I'd like to thank Bonneville for this time and be safe out there. You've been listening to 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377. 